0: (laughs) I am premium James.
1: I'm gold card member, Chris.
2: I'm limited edition Christina. Nice. Sorry, I was eating potato chips, so I have to like take drinks. (laughs)
0: What are we drinking? Booze.
2: Yeah, pretty much.
1: And this is a really special episode too, because all three co all three hosts are lit.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: Chris and Christina are fully are fully truthful about this. Whereas James is he's in a denial mode at this moment. <laughs> but trust us, everybody, he's there. The look I, in his eyes say everything. So
0: incredibly lit. I can <laughs> barely see straight. Can hardly enunciates I'm I'm gone
1: there you go oh he's nine. he there he is kids he admitted it on air <laughs> no take anyway,
0: I'm drinking a sidecar
1: which is the only <laughs> car that he's gonna be operating because he can't operate machinery right now
0: <laughs> so What's it's it- a, it's, a cl- it's a classic <laughs> cocktail it's a brandy triple sec Lemon juice with a twist of lemon for garnish.
1: You got, man, next time I'm down, you got to make me these drinks. They look so
0: good.
2: Dude's like living in a speakeasy or something.
1: (sighs) Man, my bro is like become a little mixologist down there. He's just like (laughs) a little bit of this and a little bit of that and a splash of this and you're going to be flying, kid.
2: Well, I have... Ginger ale and orange liqueur triple sec. So nice.
1: <laughs> I've got bourbon mixed with margarita mix because that's all I had. It works. It's good. It's like a sweet. Mm. It tastes like sweet. It's sweet and sour basically. It's a sweet and sour. It's a the whiskey. It's a whiskey sour. Is what it is. The really. bourbon Rita. Mm. The bourbon Rita. You just need to put some salt around the. Damn it. He goes with the best names too. He's like, Welcome to the Bourbon Reader. Throw a little sauce and get down to the store. Okay. So, Christina, what do you have for little kitties at home listening?
2: This is a lot of pressure, so I'm going to bail. Bye. What? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: You're the ones who made the mistake of coming here in the first well, well, place. We said many. We weren't kidding. <laughs> we weren't <laughs> it kidding. It's a
2: super many. Uh, no. Okay. So I have an extension of my Wild West stories. And so the one I have for you folks today is the disappearance of Albert and Henry Fountain. Um. So I got a lot of my information from... A website called Desert USA. Uh, It's an article called Albert Jennings Fountain, the infamous fountain murders by J.W. Sharp. Like I got pretty much most everything from him. So. (laughs) All right. So. Albert Jennings Fountain and his young son, Henry, set out on a journey home. Uh. It's going to be about three, four-day journey, 140 miles, but poor little Henry has a real bad cold, so they're trying to get there pretty quick, all right? But they never reach their destination. Because they're dead. Presumably. So, Albert Fountain was the son of a sea captain. He's a pretty dope dude. He's, like, a world traveler. He worked a bunch of different jobs, including mining and freighting. He learned the law. He joined the so union- a professional
0: world traveler, just not too proficient at traveling home.
2: Well, it's the Wild West, man. Give him a break. <laughs> <laughs> so he joins the union's first California Infantry volunteers as a private, and he's quickly promoted to lieutenant. He marries a Hispanic woman and becomes fluent in Spanish himself. He starts his legal slash political career in El Paso. Um, He held local and state office, uh, held positions in local and state office. Dude fought a guy in a duel in one. Like, there's really, like, nothing this guy can't do. Like, he's he's pretty cool. So, he eventually moves to Masila? Masi- Masia? I'm not sure how to say it. After some safety concerns. So, he has this duel with this dude. And he's like, mm, maybe this isn't the best place for my family, just in case. So, I'm going to move them to this new town. Maybe this isn't, like, the greatest place to, <laughs> you know, be, you know. Yeah, so he he makes enemies, you know, as a politician and a lawyer, basically. So he moved. Maybe the
0: problem isn't the location.
2: (laughs) What are you trying to say, James? (laughs) Just saying.
0: Professional world traveling. Maybe not such professional with people.
2: Well, So in Mesela, that's how I'm going to say it from now on, he becomes a prominent member of the Republican Party. Called it. Which looked a lot different back then. (laughs) Oh, right,
0: right, right. This is the the pre-flipped Republican Party.
2: This is the late 1800s. Usually I introduce it with like a year and we kind of know where we're set, but I just kind of threw you guys into the fire with Old West, so... (laughs) so yes he's a prominent member of the republican party when he gets there into messila he also founds a newspaper he helped get a local university established dude's got his hand in everything he serves as a colonel in a volunteer militia that protected the community against apache raiders so he's really put on the map when he defends the infamous billy the kid successfully but he he mostly is a prosecuting attorney but in this case he made a, an exception and defended billy the kid and got him off so dude's accomplished so that being said he makes some enemies So let's talk about his little list of enemies here. So the first one is a gent named Albert B. Fall. It's a gent named, he's a
1: gent. Hello, gent, Albert Fall. (laughs) He's a mild manner gent, but he's still a gent.
2: So Mr. Fall is a lawyer from Las Cruces, and he is That guy should be
0: an accident lawyer.
1: (laughs) Have you had a fall today? Well, you know who's gonna understand where you're coming from? Mr. Fall. (laughs) And then just as a lawyer running around amongst orange leaves as they're falling, he's frolicking.
2: Aw, that'd be cute.
0: I'm already sold.
2: So he's a lawyer. He's also Fountain's, like, main political rival. Fall's opinion of Fountain, he says, I find the dude obnoxious, okay? So, not a fan. Um, So, (laughs) his next enemy is a cattleman named Oliver Lee, and he's from Tula Rosa Basin. So, Oliver Lee was actually a skilled gunman himself, and he made a practice of like stealing cattle from individuals and companies alike. Like he didn't care. He didn't give a fuck. He was like, these cattle you are among cattle? I'm taking it. Yeah. He was busted for like trying to change the brands on the cattle to his own brand. Like dude's just kind of a dick.
0: <laughs> so he has like a magic marker out.
2: Yeah. <laughs> So he also terrorized people for none other than Albert Fall, our attorney and rival, in exchange for legal services. So Albert Fall was his his lawyer and uh, also represented like Oliver Lee's buddies, his little his posse.
0: So we're gonna find out that he's a fall guy <laughs> No. Uh,
2: <laughs> so two other notable uh enemies were gunmen that were hired by Oliver Lee so they went around town also trying to steal cattle terrorizing voters uh Billy so their names were Billy McNew and Jim Gilliland I always want to say Gillibrand, Gilliland All right, so Fountain made enemies with these guys because he challenged them politically and legally. He saw what they were doing and he was like, I'm not having any of this shenanigans, sirs. It is ungentlemanly. So, good day.
0: (laughs) Good day, sir. (laughs) Any of these shenanigans, sirs. Good day.
2: So, Good day, sir. Good. Our lovely Albert Fountain becomes chief investigator for the Southeastern New Mexico Stock Growers Association and that is a mouthful when you have had a couple of drinks. But
1: and by a couple of drinks she means <laughs> seven
2: not that many but i am a lightweight so three
1: between seven and
2: (laughs) so this association though he joins he becomes a chief investigator with this association because he's hell-bent on putting a stop to what oliver lee and his gang is doing right so he decides to go to tula rosa in person to be in court uh to fight against these guys and he does Bring his young son, Henry, with him.
0: That seems like a bad idea.
2: For unknown reasons, but he does bring him. What gives
1: you that idea? Why do you think it's a bad idea?
2: (laughs) So, Albert Fountain gets there. He successfully, like, submits, like, uh, 32 indictments for the gang. So, this, like, royally pisses them off. (laughs) Um, and so I pulled a quote from that desert USA so this is what I have to say about this throughout the proceedings Fountain had the feeling of being closely watched in the courtroom on the streets of Lincoln and in the hotel lobby at night as he visited with friends.
0: You don't say. Mm-hmm.
2: During a recess on the final day of court an anonymous messenger handed him a crudely written note it warned if you drop this, we will be your friends. If you go on with it, you will never reach home alive.
0: What are they? I just in my head it was he, like he had a brief moment of I I could use some friends, I know, right?
2: <laughs> I
1: don't know in my head I, it just it, I it went as if you don't you will have some friends. But if you continue with this, we cannot be friends anymore.
2: <laughs> and
1: you're a big poopy head signed us
2: <laughs> i don't like you
1: <laughs> p.s we're gonna kill you. us the people who are not your friends yeah well if you go through this we're not your friends how do you feel about that Aww. signed total strangers you've never met <laughs> p.s will also kill you
2: who have nothing to do with this trial
1: <laughs> you can forget oh. us showing up for your birthday party pal
0: you dick <laughs> excuse me well he was a dick he was a private dick that's right oh
1: I was just being accurate
0: (laughs)
2: all right so on january 30th 1896 albert and his young son henry head home and i mentioned this at the beginning but henry is does have a bad cold he's only like eight years old he has a bad cold he's trying to get him home before so his mother. After can
0: parading him. his sick son in yeah. front of all of his enemies.
2: Yes, exactly. What
0: could possibly go wrong?
2: You know what kind of just occurred to me? So when I was reading about this, they kept saying, uh, no one thought that anyone would harm a young child. And I was wondering, did he bring him because Have you been to he the thought the they wouldn't West? hurt him?
0: <laughs> just a little human shield.
2: Yeah, that's I, that is what just occurred to me. I'm that can't be. But well, that's why you that have children, right? Me. <laughs> I mean, you know, that was one of my top reasons for having. Yeah, to they have
0: a buffer between you and your enemies. Mm-hmm. Makes I like yeah. that. That's good.
2: <laughs> All right, so Chris had three
0: for redundancy's sake.
2: Yeah, well, he's always been an overachiever. You
0: know?
1: I mean, yeah. Anytime one of them is going to do something, and I say, please don't do that and they say and they they're just basically like no i'm going to do that my response is well it's two more have, of you i still have two more <laughs> have fun good luck and then they're looking at me and they're questioning everything like i'm going to get down
2: <laughs> so it's january 30th they head out so the true kind of travel along for a few days they make a couple stops you know little henry is sick and they actually meet a lot of people that they know. And so they kind of like hang out with friends overnight. They just kind of mosey their way back. They visit with other stage coaches. I guess he's a very friendly guy. Um, so during this trip, Fountain does notice three men on horses kind of following them. So sometimes they'd actually be ahead of them and then sometimes they'd be behind them, but he notices them, but they're far enough away that he's not too immediately alarmed. So along the way, they meet um a fellow traveler named Santos Alvarado, and this gentleman testifies to seeing the three riders on the road as well. And one of them on a white horse. So he noted that that was kind of weird. Like he, he saw them too. So on, on a they,
1: white horse.
2: Yeah. Revelations. <gasps> um, so the guys continue along. They meet another so stagecoach along the way. The driver, his name is Saturnino Barella. And he also knows the three riders and Barella is actually kind of concerned for them. And he advises dude to stay at like a, a stop for the night, like uh, where other people were saying, like, he suggests, you know, maybe you shouldn't continue on tonight, stay here. And then, you know, you can pick up at, at daylight, you know, but Fountain, he's like, no, my son is sick. I really need to get him home to his mom. So the next day, Saturnino Barella, he's kind of doubling back. So he had gone on and kind of doubled back. He actually finds what he thinks are fountains, wagon tracks, um, along with a couple other horse tracks, but no sign of the actual wagon. But this kind of sets off alarm bells because he noticed those other guys kind of lurking, Right. So Saturnino actually goes all the way to fountains home to let his family know that he and Henry are missing. Talk about a fucking good Samaritan. (laughs) Um, Just see some, you know, wagon tracks and is like, danger, danger. I'm going to go tell his family. Well, they didn't make it home. So it was good that he went. So two search parties are sent out. Um, they do find the tracks and they find um, ed- evidence of like a man kneeling and firing a gun behind some brush. And they're they're doing this with the help of two Apache scouts. So that's a really good of tracking. a forensics
0: investigation. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I know. It's like really good tracking. Um, they also find a pool of blood and they find a blood soaked handkerchief that did belong to Albert Fountain. They find more wagon tracks. They follow them for 12 miles. And then they finally do find the wagon. Of course, Albert and Henry are not there. Um, they find what they think are the killer's tracks and they they follow them all the way up to none other than Oliver Lee's ranch, our, our friendly cattleman who like serrate and steal other people's cattle, who also hates the guy like you do yeah so they get to that ranch they're they do not get a friendly reception there's really not much more to that but they don't get a friendly reception okay but they're like yeah Oliver really has to be the guy that killed him well they they continue their search trying to find the bodies they never find albert or henry's bodies years go by and a case is put together, and Oliver Lee, Billy McNew, and um, what's his name? Gillibrand, Gilliland, uh, Gilliland, whatever <laughs> his name is. Gill, whatever. What is, his first, what is his first name? God, Jim Gilliland. So Jim Gilliland.
1: I don't know your name is Jim, but you're an asshole.
2: <laughs> so those three dickwads are tried for the disappearances. But with the help of Albert fucking Fall, the three men were set free with a verdict of not guilty. The case, yeah, the case has never been solved. The bodies were never found. And that is our mini episode. Oh my God.
0: Lame. Lame. (laughs) Yeah. Way to screw everything up. Fall. (laughs) Albert fucking Fall.
2: So (laughs) unsolved, but I think we know who did it. (laughs) What did he do with the bodies? Like.
1: Who knows? I don't know. That's that's heartbreaking, man. Yeah, It is
2: bummer because actually I mean, obviously, like a little kid going missing is really sad, but also Albert Fountain himself, I really liked him when I was reading about him and I was like, I feel like he really is trying to do good in the world. And then these little douchebags snuff it out.
1: Yeah, for reals. It's, that is, that yeah, that's sad. I was looking at a picture of him right now and damn, that's a magnificent mustache.
2: <laughs> yes. I mean,
1: that's <laughs> Colonel Albert Jennings Fountain. Mm-hmm. That is, wow.
2: Magnificent <laughs>
1: mustaches
0: need to make a comeback.
2: <laughs> I know,
1: right? <laughs> I can't grow a mustache like that. That is thick. <laughs> that's thick like the sex aliens from james's podcast episode <laughs> damn he needs a job at the pleasure hospital uh, no dude just if he was just the concierge welcome my name is Colonel albert Drenning fountain and welcome to the pleasure hospital christina look at him right now and tell me that it's not affecting him
0: do this all the time no
1: you don't no you don't i do no you don't yes i do no you're like
2: you're drunk james go home No, i do this all the time
1: no i mean you're right you're I'm more disappointed that you haven't been paying that much attention no you're right i haven't been you should have another you're fine you know he is actually fine because if he starts getting like there We start getting like into philosophical discussions and stuff about space and geopolitical ideas. Like that's when you know he's and that's only when he's getting to the line. He's not even over it yet. That's when you know, though, still an
0: idiot. So no, you're not.
1: Don't don't don't. Mm -mm. No, you're not. Don't ever say that. You are one of the smartest guys I've ever known. But yeah, yeah, that's when you know he's getting there. It's like. So anyway. Christina, damn good story. Thank you. Sad, heartbreaking, tragic. Thank you so much. Thank you. We really appreciate that. We love doing this. We love working together. We love telling these stories. We love this time where we get we to. We love that you're. Thank you. No. Uh, other than that, you guys, thank y'all. And uh, oh, um, if you have any questions or comments or you liked this little mini episode, give um, to
0: yourself no also
2: suggestions if you want to hear anything specific you can email us at littlepodcasthorrors at gmail.com
1: yes that's a good idea if you have an idea for a future story that you would like us to look into please tell us um we're always yeah we're always on the lookout for new stories to share because we enjoy this like this is stuff that we really enjoy yeah and the more money
0: you give us the more open-minded we get (laughs) so in other words james can be bought for a modest price for a modest
1: price for a (laughs) nominal fee so you know you need him to believe something well write that check (laughs) and he's there so with that Au revoir. Arriba derci.
2: <laughs> <Da svidanya.
1: laughs> Do svidaniya. <kom> Do <laughs>